Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome to the Inner Life. I'm Josh Raymond here with you. And uh, boy, can you believe we're less than a week to go and it's Holy Week already. Uh, In fact, I want to remind any of you that have already heard it. Maybe you've heard Father Rocky talk about it. I heard him mention it this morning on Morning Air with John Harper and Glenn Leverance. But if uh, you're not familiar with the fact that Father Rocky has a Lenten mission that he does every single year here on Relevant Radio, that's actually going to be in this hour next week. So if you're a regular Inner Life listener, make sure you tune in next week. You'll hear Father Rocky uh, give... A Holy Week mission. It's a great chance to reflect on our Lord's passion, on his suffering, and look ahead towards the resurrection coming up at Easter. But today we want to talk about confession. When was the last time that you went to confession? Was it within the last couple of weeks? Did you go last month? Maybe last year? Has it been that long? Hopefully not last decade. When I made my first confession, I was 26 years old. I'm an adult convert, and so 26 years old, but I was baptized when I was 7 years old, so I had almost 20 years' worth of past sins and wrongdoings that I was trying to remember and bring there to my first confession. And over the span of a couple weeks, I started making a list, knowing that I'd go into the confessional, and I was writing and pretty small writing in a notebook. And I had a good friend uh, who was my sponsor, and he had advised me. He said, you know, when you go in for your confession, just be as honest and as thorough as you possibly can, and it'll it, it'll be a, something that'll make a difference for you. So I kept on writing things down as I remembered them over those couple of weeks, looking back over the past 20 years. And I took in three full pages covered front and back with everything that I could think of. And I'm sure there were things that had slipped my mind. You know, 20 years is a long time to try and account for everything. But when I started and I was there in the confessional, I simply explained to the priest that I'd written this long list. And then I started reading through all of it. I didn't I didn't try and give any context unless I had made a note there or there was something that he'd need to know about it. But just read right through the list. And for me, as I'm reading through page after page, you know, front and back, it felt like it was more probably a half hour, when in reality, I'm sure it was less than 10 minutes. But here I am, and I'm just bearing my soul completely to this priest, telling him everything that I've done. And at the end, the priest just gave me a few words of advice on some of the more recent items that I'd mentioned. And then I prayed the act of contrition. He prayed uh, the words of absolution over me. You know, I had my penance that he'd given me, and I went home. And then I put those pages in the fireplace, and I burned them up, so they were gone. And, you know, that that's not a very remarkable story in me sharing the events of my first confession. But the the really remarkable part of it, at least for me, was that growing up, you know, all of us, especially when we're, you know, middle school or teenage high school years— 
there's always things that we do that we're not proud of. There's things that, you know, if we had the chance to go back, we might uh, take a different path or, or do something different. But there were things that I had carried with me for years, and I grew up as a Baptist, and so a lot of my beliefs were very similar as a Catholic as they would have been as a Baptist. I believe that if you prayed for forgiveness, you'd be forgiven. But some of those things, I had prayed again and again and again, over and over, and I still carried them with me. And when I walked out of that confessional after my first confession, those things that were they they had just weighed on me for those years. I was freer than I had ever been in my life, I think, at that point, except for maybe, you know, when you're a toddler and you don't have a care in the world. But at least being able to recognize if I do right or if I do wrong, walking out of the confessional, I was so free. And the things that had weighed on me, they were gone. And over the next days, the weeks, the months, I never had to worry about them again. And I never have. It's never come back for me. They were gone. The, the power of that sacrament of confession, it was and is so absolutely real for me that I've never had any doubts about the healing power of Jesus' forgiveness that's offered to each one of us when we step into that confessional. And so today, I want to ask, have you experienced something like that? Have you, have you had that experience of amazing forgiveness that each one of us can encounter there in the confessional? Or maybe you still carry around guilt and weight from past sins. You haven't been able to move on. How has going to confession made a difference in your life? And when have you experienced that healing power of the sacrament of confession? We're going to talk about that today. Take your phone calls, and you can call in at 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. Or you can email us, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. And our spiritual director today is Father Ben Cameron, somebody that you would recognize as regular listener here to The Inner Life. Father Ben is currently the pastor at St. Helens Catholic Church and Our Lady of the Caves Catholic Church in the Archdiocese of Louisville, Kentucky. And Father Ben, welcome to The Inner Life. Uh, So glad to have you here. I've got to ask, Our Lady of the Caves, is that in reference to Mammoth Cave out there in... uh, Yeah. Okay. It is. We're the uh, closest Catholic church to Mammoth Cave National Park. So I, I basically have the two counties and the two churches to the east side of the park. Uh, very good. My family and I, we went down there, I don't know, this was probably seven, eight years ago. And we went inside, especially that massive cavern that's in that cave there. And it, it, it was it beat anything that I might have imagined with Batman. You know, it's such an enormous cave yeah. that you walk through. Just, um, uh, But, yeah, it, it, it's it's a fun place to be. I, I, I presume you've been there? Oh, yeah. Um, there's actually another private cave that has a bigger, um, a bigger open space than Mammoth does. But uh, it, it's an amazing area here with the, the National Park and all the private ca- oh, privately owned caves and um, so yeah, our uh, and our church is technically the uh, for Our Lady of Lords because uh, she appeared in the cave of oh. Mosfiel at Lords, but uh, she's the patroness. But it's officially named Our Lady of the Caves. Um, well, she's Our Lady of everything, right? Yeah, yeah, she is. She is. But we have a beautiful new church. We we had a fire a couple years ago, and we. We built a new church and dedicated about a year and a half ago. Wow. So we're well, very blessed down here. As we talk about 
the sacrament of confession, and that's the word I've used here in starting the hour. But we also hear it referred to in a couple of other ways, one as the sacrament of penance, one as the sacrament of reconciliation. Why do we have these different names for this sacrament? It's an it's a awesome question. Um, I was just talking about this with our RCA and, and recently with our first uh, communion class. Um, it's because there's so many different aspects of it, and no single name really encompasses what happens in the sacrament of confession. So uh, I, probably the, the best name that would encompass it would be the sacrament of mercy. Um, but, you know, it's called confession because part of it, one of the acts of the penitent is that we confess our sins. Um, it's called uh, penance because one of the acts of the penitent is that uh, they accept uh, a penance, a, a spiritual medicine, um, you know, as far as relative to their sin. And it's called reconciliation because we're reconciling with God. Um, but also with the church, and in a profound sense, we're reconciling with ourselves, um, with what we know deep within ourselves, what, what we should be. Um, so each name just brings out a different element of the richness of the sacrament. Uh, now, you talk about reconciling with ourselves. Sometimes in conversations I've had with other people, that can be the most difficult part of walking out of a confession, walking out of that sacrament of penance or mercy or reconciliation, however we might refer to it. Um, so if you've got someone who goes to the sacrament, they make a good confession. You know, they, they're, they're thorough on everything that they say and, and what they bring there, and they pray their act of contrition. The words of absolution are prayed by the priest over them, and they walk out and say, yeah, I don't feel forgiven. What's what's happening there? Is that is that more them, or is there something that maybe they have missed along the way that's impeding that feeling of being forgiven? Well, I, I think that we often mistake um, feelings for the real for reality, and uh, we think that we we should have a emotional feeling, an emotional reaction, and it's great when we do, but. Um, a lot of times we, we simply don't. Um, uh, we don't have the feelings that seem like they would be would be there or should be there. So I, I don't think there's necessarily a sign that anything's wrong. In, in fact, um, you know, I know people who have like lots of warm, fuzzy feelings about the relationship with Jesus, but they're still living in an adulterous situation or, you know, viewing porn or, you know, using birth control or any number of things, um, you know, so they they think their feeling means that they're close to God when in fact they're living contrary to God. So being reconciled with God and not having a feeling about it, not really feeling anything, isn't a sign that anything is wrong. It just, our emotions just aren't connected completely to where our mind and where our will is. Uh, and that's part of the results of the original sin, that they just don't always connect the way they should. And is there also a difference maybe with if you say that you don't feel forgiven, uh, it, I, 
it's going to be different for each person. So I don't want to guess mm-hmm. what somebody might actually be thinking and feeling and where they are, because that is going to be unique for each individual. But I'm also wondering if not feeling forgiven might not be the best phrase. Like I, I've, I've spoken with people who have used that phrase, but part of me thinks is, is this more an issue of you have regret over the things that you've done and that regret is so serious that even though you've been forgiven, it still, it still follows you? A, a kind of a different yeah. aspect rather than just feeling mm-hmm. forgiven or not feeling forgiven. Right. I think that there, yeah, there is that sometimes. And, and maybe sometimes it's a sign that a person can can do some more penance relative to their sins. for Because penance is about uh, purification. And it's not just the penance that is assigned in confession. But um, like it, when we go to the Catechism of the Catholic Church and it's talking about penance, penance is something that um, should be part of our lives all the time. It's It's part of this ongoing conversion, ongoing turning more to God, turning more and more away from sin, letting go of of any attachments to sin. And so um, voluntary penances, voluntary, um, you know, mortification that we do of our senses, of our desires, um, can be something that can help us with that, especially if it's like, well, okay, that particular thing I did was was so egregious that I don't feel like saying three Hail Marys makes up for uh, adultery. Well, no, of course it doesn't. Um, but a person can say, well, okay, what can I do more intentionally to make sure that I put my um, my mind, my heart, my soul back on the right track in, in regard to this relationship with God and, and with my spouse, to use that example of adultery? Um, and so um, penance and, and change of life, I think a person can begin to experience and know the forgiveness better over time, sometimes with ongoing penance. Um, Another element has to do with, this is a subject Chuck and I talked about a lot, um, with like people who've had abortions or people who, certain things, there's there's like an extra level of woundedness that a person may have trouble feeling the forgiveness, feeling, uh, you know, or or even forgiving themselves. Sometimes they know in their mind that they're forgiven, but um, but they're it's having trouble getting down to their heart <laughs> that they're forgiven and them really accepting it. And and sometimes that's the thing that can change with time. Sometimes uh, they need extra help with counseling or retreat. Um, so it, it it all depends on. Exactly, I would, you know, as a confessor, I would say, okay, exactly what are you, are you struggling with, or that you're not feeling forgiveness about, or that that you're still feeling burdened by, and then I would, you know, talk to the person about that, and um, to to kind of get, like you said, it is very individual, um, to f- figure out, okay, what what else might be needed to help this person. To, to better know and better understand uh, and, and grasp that they are, in fact, forgiven. We're speaking with Father Ben Cameron, a pastor at St. Helens Catholic Church and Our Lady of the Caves Catholic Church in the Archdiocese of Louisville, Kentucky, talking about confession. Has going to confession made that difference in your life? 
Are there maybe those sins that you still have the guilt and the weight that you are carrying around? You know in your head, just like Father Ben was saying, you know you're forgiven, but it's hard for that to make its way down to your heart. When have you experienced the healing power of the sacrament of confession? We'd love to hear how God has been able to work in your life. Jesus has been able to forgive you and free you. You can give us a call, 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. You can email innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. We've got more on the sacrament of confession coming up right after this here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio Line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. If you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. Call now, 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. The Inner Life with Josh Raymond on Relevant Radio. Welcome back, and uh, we're talking about confession here On The Inner Life today, talking with Father Ben Cameron, pastor at St. Helens Catholic Church and Our Lady of the Caves Catholic Church in the Archdiocese of Louisville, Kentucky. And I want to ask you, how has going to confession made that difference in your life? Has it brought you closer to Christ? Have you experienced that healing power of the sacrament of confession? Or maybe you're really struggling with something and need a little help, a little bit of advice on how to move forward um, so that you're not carrying that baggage from those past sins. Even if you've been to confession, even if you've, you've heard those words of absolution from the priest as he is there in persona Christi, in the person of Christ, and forgiving you. Um, but let you can give us a call, 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. And Father Ben, before we go any further, I thought it might be good just to discuss when we approach the sacrament of confession or reconciliation or penance, however we, we refer to it, what's the way to make a good confession? How should we prepare and what are the steps to making that good confession? I think one of the most important things, Josh, is that we pray before we go to confession. Um, A lot of people want to run into confession without any real preparation, and then they wonder why uh, they don't really feel like they did a very good job of it, you know, and, and they don't feel like they've covered everything. So taking time to pray first, um, and I, I would recommend, um, a prayer before confession. If there's a prayer um, to the Holy Spirit, this is on the Fathers of Mercy examination of conscience, which is on the Fathers of Mercy website. And you can anybody can download this. Um, let me just read you this prayer, and I think this is a beautiful prayer for a person to begin. Come, Holy Spirit, enlighten my mind that I may clearly know my sins. Move my heart that I may sincerely be sincerely sorry for them honestly confess them, and firmly resolve to amend my life. Spirit of wisdom, grant me to see the malice of sin and my ingratitude toward you, the all-loving God. Spirit of fortitude, help me to make whatever sacrifice is needed to avoid sin in the future. Amen. 
Mm. I think a prayer like that, and a person really going, asking the Holy Spirit to help them as they begin, is is a real key. Um, Then we have to make a good examination of our conscience. And uh, we can go through the commandments, we can go through the virtues, the Beatitudes, uh, we can use a good printed exam, like you mentioned, having going through an examination of conscience. I recommend the one from the Fathers of Mercy, um, but there are other very good ones. Um, going through and, and really in prayer, asking God, the Holy Spirit, to help us to see, okay, what have I done? And this is especially important if a person's not been to confession for a long time or, or they know that they've not been making as thorough confessions as they should. But going through and just making notes, you know, um, writing a list like you did or, or making notes on the printed exam. Um, but a very good, a good examination of conscience is really important. Um, then asking God to help us to stir up true sorrow for our sins. Um, so contrition is the second part. Um, and contrition is not, it's not regret, like I'm sorry I got caught. It's not... Um, it's it's not a uh, like a teenager. They're sorry they got busted by their parents. It's that I, I realize that what I've done is wrong. That it's offended God. That it's hurt, harmed me. It's harmed others, and I am I'm, I'm truly sorry for that. And I want to change. Um, and the more our contrition is based on love, um, then the more we're going to be purified. Um, of the of the remnants of sin, um, you know, if we're just minimally sorry, uh, minimally love God, but mainly afraid of hell, we'll be forgiven. But we're not going to have we're still going to have more of the remnants left over. So the more we can stir up love for for God and with our sorrow, it's very good. And then uh, and then that firm purpose of amendment that I really will do any, whatever I need to do to change so that I can, um, you know, really turn away from sin and really turn to God and, and no longer be going back to my sins. Um, so those are, the, those are the three elements we call the, the acts of the penitent, the confession of sin, so you're preparing to confess, having contrition, uh, and that's why we want to stir up contrition beforehand, and in confession we make the act of contrition, uh, and then the um, uh, ex- the firm purpose of amendment, um, which is part of contrition, and the accepting of the penance that is given. So, the, you know, the more we prayerfully prepare um, to confess and to and that we have that sorrow, and that we really do want to change the more we're going to experience the the depths of God's infinite mercy. What if we've got that, uh, we have that desire to change, but there's something that hangs on to us, especially with somebody that might be struggling with an addiction in some area, um, a habitual Mm -hmm. sin. Um, Even though we might have the best of intentions, there's also that intellectual knowledge that it's very, very likely we're going to fall in that area again when we walk out of the confessional it might be, you know, in the next few days, it might be a month or a year down the road, but we know that we're right. as much as we might try and resolve, there's still going to be that proclivity to go back and fall again. Right. Well, I think that the, that's good to have self-knowledge like that, to, to know that, 
look, I know I'm really weak in this area, that I have uh, a bad, a really bad habit in this area. Um, but the firm purpose of amendment is not, we're not Jansenists. The Jansenists would say, you, you know, you, you can't go to confession, you can't receive absolution unless you can guarantee absolutely that you'll never commit the sin again. And that was the heresy that was condemned by the church. Um, and it was it started in France and it invaded Ireland and, and those two countries suffered a, a bit from that uh, for a while. Um, we we reject that, you know. We reject Jansenism. We can know that. Look, I know I'm weak, and I know that this has been a long habit of sin or, or a, a bad habit. The thing is, with firm purpose amendment means that I'm going to work on breaking those bad habits. Um, so if, if, for example, I had a person who came in and they, they confessed that they, they steal, and they steal a lot, they've stolen most of their life, um, what are you doing to break the habit of stealing? What are you doing to change? Are you still hanging out? With, or here, another example or a thing, a person who's got a drug problem or an alcohol problem, are you still hanging out with the same crowd? Are you still going to the same places? Um, are you um, still putting yourself in those occasions of sin? You know, um, when you are feeling, if, if you're feeling down, you're feeling depressed, and that's what leads you to into these things, what are you doing about that? What Are you going and praying instead? Are you going and talking to a good friend who has no connection to your to your past sins? Um, there, there are you know, what are we doing to break the habits? Right. And if we're trying to break the habits by forming new good habits, then um, uh, even if it, we, we do fall from time to time, we're going to be starting to make some progress. It may be very gradual. It may be almost imperceptible. But um, we will begin to unravel the bad habits and be putting ourselves by the grace of God, on a better path. And I think that that is really what what God is looking for, is that we're cooperating with His grace and we're making an effort. And, and not to get discouraged, because as you said, that change, it won't happen overnight necessarily. It, it might. There are cases where it does. But, you know, if, if you're losing yeah. to, if you're looking to lose uh, 40 or 50 pounds because you're trying to get yourself healthy. You're not going to do that in a week. It will take time, and it's going to take some effort no. and some resolve. Right, and, and especially some habits are very ingrained. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know how many, and probably any priest has ever who's been around a priest for a year or more, and I've been a priest for 24 years, would, would have had many cases of things like this. But say somebody was introduced to pornography when they were a small child, you know, um, or to masturbation when they were very young. It, it, you know, they, it might be, they might have been doing something 8, 10, 12, 15 years before they even found out it was a sin. Right. <laughs> you know, or, or how grievous a sin it is. And so, you know, it's going to take some time and effort and forming new habits to overcome something like that that's been ingrained um, in a person. So, you know, in a certain sense, there's something I was reading that long ago. In a certain sense, when we get discouraged or we get mad at ourselves uh, because we keep falling in an area, 
it's actually pride. It's actually pride of like, I'm better than that. And, and that's why I'm mad at myself about it. Whereas if we can, you know, humbly say, okay, Lord, I am incredibly weak. And I know that I have, do not have the power to overcome this. Um, but you do by your grace. And I'm going to just try, you know, every day, hour by hour, minute by minute, just to, to walk in your grace, to cooperate with your grace, you know, and when I fall, you know, I pray that you'll give me the grace to, to, to get back up and to, to start over again, you know, um, then, you know, then, then there's that, the, the humility of realizing that, you know, I don't have it, but God does. Mm. Uh, I, he has, this, he has, what I need. Yeah, uh, uh, it, it sounds like that's, that's just perfect. opening a door for the Holy Spirit to come in and be able to work there in in your life, mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to shutting the door on the Holy Spirit, saying, "Oh, I'm never, I'm, I'm, I should be able to do this on my own," and not looking for that help. Yeah. Our spiritual director yeah, it, today it, it's is. Amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, our spiritual director, Father Ben Cameron, and Father Ben. Let's go to the phones. We've got a lot of people who are waiting to talk with you. Uh, Paul is listening to us in Philadelphia. Hi, Paul. Welcome to the uh, to to the internet. Yeah. Oh, Father, I wanted to talk about confession. To make a long story short, I uh, uh, last March with the coronavirus, I lost my employment and everything in my life. Um, during that brief period of time, I started walking in the park and I found a rosary. And it started my journey from that instant for something happened to me inside. Uh, since then, I have learned thousands of things in the Catholic Church. I belong to a great, great church here. And um, what I was talking about the confession is I never made confession in my life, but I'm 58. For the whole month of October, when I started going to the church on Saturdays, because I'm pretty much back and forth to adoration in the church and mass and the rosary, Uh, For four Saturdays in a row, I went to my church and I prayed at the altar to get into the confessional line to go to confession. And every week I backed out and walked out of the church. The fifth one on October 31st, I prayed and prayed. After Mass, a young lady who belongs to the church for a long time tapped me on the shoulder and she said, God told me to tell you to go to confession. And I started crying a little bit and I said, well, how did you know? And she said, I don't know who you are. I don't know anything about you. God came to me and told me to tell you to go to confession. Well, I came back that day at three o'clock. I prayed on the altar for somebody to get me to the confessional door and I will go in. I won't be afraid. And at 20 after a gentleman walked in and he did just that. He told me not to be scared. He walked me to the confessional door. I went in and I confessed. I did my penance and then I have never seen him again in a year, I haven't seen him at mass. I haven't seen him at the, the 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 chapel or the parish. So in my mind, I had a miracle, and uh, and I just wanted to let you know that to all your listeners that in one year's time, I have gone from just being baptized to everything else in my life, including the Holy Spirit speaking to me pretty much every day and giving me instructions. And God bless the Catholic Church. God bless you. Well, thank you so much, Paul. It was a beautiful story, and uh, um, amazing how God can work in somebody's life and people through other people to to bring you to that point that you needed, and uh, to do that with two different people. 
So yeah, thank that, you very much for sharing that yeah, one. That really is a remarkable story, Paul. Thank you for calling in and sharing. Um, let's try and get one more call in here before we need to uh, take a break. We've got Terry, who's listening in Oceanside, California. Hi, Terry. Welcome to The Inner Life. Hi, thank you. Um, well, my story is um, I grew up in a family of you know domestic violence, so I kind of grew up as a a very bitter, um, resentful, angry little girl. And then that grew into a life of drugs to numb that lifestyle. Um, I did, when I was young, go to the Catholic Church, uh, baptized, confession, or uh, Holy Communion, um, confirmation, went through the whole thing. But then, like I said, the life of drugs came into play. And um, I guess unbeknownst to me, my mom had prayers being said to me, prayer warriors that were being uh, praying for me. And I remember I was really at my wit's end with the drugs. It was either I was going to live with it or I couldn't live with it, couldn't live without it kind of situation, very suicidal near the end. And I think because my mom kept pestering me to go, (laughs) I thought, you know what, I'll go, I'll do it, and I'll just leave. And I was only going to confess like, oh, I swear, I I smoke, I argue with my parents, but I had so much more in not going to confession for almost 20 years. When I got there, the priest that I had was Father Dan. Um, I want to give a shout out to him. He was in Pleasanton, California, and he asked me one question. He was a very kind person. We did a one-on-one in the evening, and he asked me one question throughout the whole thing, and I'll I'll never forget it. He asked me what my relationship was with my father. My earthly father. This is over 20 years ago. I still cry. And it was horrible. I hated him. And I told the priest that. I said, I hate him so much. But I love him because he is still my dad. And that just opened the floodgates of everything else that I did in my life. And I confessed everything that I have done. And the whole drugs left my system. It left my mind. left my spirit. I never went back. And I, I was really bad into it. I never went back to it. Um, dropped all my friends, opened up the Bible for the first time ever, started reading Psalms, and just he spoke to me. God spoke to me through the, through his book, through his word. But without that confession, without making that step to the, to his light, I don't, I don't know if I'd even be here today calling you and speaking with you. And I can't stress how important confession is. It is the most cleaning of the soul that you can have and just keep cleaning it every month. I do every month now, a confession every month. First Saturday of the month, I go every every month. So I have to say confession saved me. That's the best way to put it. Going to confession actually saved me. Thank you very much. That was um, very powerful. And um, and you're right, the going, um, going every month, going very frequently is... Uh, is is very powerful in one's life, um, but they amazing how that one question, um, and I'm sure the Holy Spirit gave him that question, you know, about your father, to to open the floodgates. So um, praise God for that. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Yeah, Terry. Uh, thank you for calling in, and thanks for listening to the Inner Life today. And maybe you're listening, and you're hearing us talk about confession, and 
you have had that experience, that life-changing experience, that healing power that you've received through the sacrament of confession, you can call and share that with us, 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. Maybe there's something that you're still, still carrying with you. It's hard for you to get past it. And that's why our spiritual director, Father Ben Cameron, is here with us. You can also email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. More on the sacrament of confession here on The Inner Life right after this here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Part of the program, you can listen to this show and any of your favorites on the Relevant Radio app or online at relevantradio.com. The Inner Life with Josh Raymond on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. We're speaking with Father Ben Cameron about the sacrament of confession, the sacrament of reconciliation or penance or whatever you might call it. It's uh, it's that healing sacrament and Father Ben aptly said it's also uh, the sacrament of mercy, and it is where we experience the healing mercy of Jesus. Uh, Father Ben also in the last segment ended up reading through a prayer before confession, and Nick has posted that up on our Facebook page for The Inner Life. You can also see it there is a link on our Twitter feed. Uh, You can find the show at Inner Life Show. That's the handle, at Inner Life Show on Twitter. And you can find the entire examination of conscience from the Fathers of Mercy, as well as that prayer before confession that's there in that uh, examination of conscience document. And Father Ben, let's go back to the phones. We've got Helen, who's listening to us from Home Springs, California. Hi, Helen. Welcome to the Inner Life today. Hi. Good morning. Um, I wanted to tell you that I began to go to monthly confession after listening to John on morning air. Um, Even though I go to mass daily and, you know, I would go to confession sort of seasonally, I I, I started thinking, John, he's totally holy and he goes every two weeks. I was fascinated by what he would always say about get the graces for confession. There are graces there. It's not just it's of course the forgiveness. So I found a confessor. I prayed. I prayed about a confessor, and I was led to someone who. I, it's just amazing to me. It's what it's very much like Father Ben said that. When I, sometimes when I go in, I feel completely inarticulate, but he is able to give me a phrase that I'm able to meditate on. And one was, "You're only human," and. And and I it's not I never took it to mean oh so you know your sins are fine because you're only human it was more like you can't get through conquering these sins without me because you're only human and when I began to think about all of the years that I said the act of contrition was saying with the help of Thy grace but it never really clicked in that I cannot conquer these sins without the grace of Jesus, which is, I mean, as I get older and older, it's more unfathomable. So, you know, I really am excited to, to go next month. I, I go the, the third Thursday of every month, and I look forward to it. And life has not changed, but how 
I react to it has, thanks to the grace of God. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, it really is that there's a grace in going, and like I said, going on a regular basis. There's a, uh, you know, we really can experience the grace of God to help us to make the changes that we need to make. So thank you for that, uh, for your sharing your testimony, and hopefully many other people start going regularly to confession. And, and Father, as you're talking about that, you know, following up on what Helen was saying there, because uh, I, I usually try and go every two to three weeks. It's not just that there's the graces. I mean, that, that, that the healing forgiveness that's mm-hmm. available, those are the two primary, uh, you know, top, top reasons. But the other thing that I think is really good about going on that more regular basis, um, it doesn't allow me to forget things as easily. If I go more than a month without going to confession, I know I'm forgetting Mm -hmm. something, you know, there in the back of my mind that just slipped away. Um, Every two to three weeks, it does help so that I'm really kind of up on top of everything I've done. Right. Yeah. And I don't think we really can remember that much beyond a month other than like the really big things Um, or it's, it's hard to do. The image I use with people all the time, and, and I've used this for my entire priesthood, it's like having a garden. If you plant a garden in the spring and you go in in October to get vegetables out of it, there's only, it's a jungle of weeds. There's no vegetables. There's nothing good. But all the bad stuff's choked out, all the good stuff. Um, but if you if you weed your garden regularly, then, you know, the the good things are able to grow, the flowers, the vegetables. And so um, the garden of our soul needs to be weeded on a regular basis. And we're weeding the, the sins out by the grace of God when they're much smaller and before they put down deep roots. Whereas if we wait for long periods of time, they're much bigger and they've got much deeper roots and they're harder to get out. Um, so that's, that's the analogy that I like to use. Right. Got to keep that garden clear. Let, let the good stuff grow. <laughs> Our uh, spiritual right. director is Father Ben Cameron. And Father Ben, we've got Richard, who is listening in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Hi, Richard. Welcome to The Inner Life. Hello, Josh. Hello, Father Ben. Um, I just, I was, I, I don't know why, what was telling me to call, but actually, uh, Father Ben, one of your uh, fellow priests, is actually speaking at our church uh, this week, and me and my wife, we didn't get to go yesterday to hear him talk, but we're going to go the rest of the week. Um, we actually are going to confession to him. His name is Father Jewel. I'm sure, I don't know if you're familiar with him. I'm sure you are. Um, but uh, we got. I'm actually looking at your examination, examination of conscience, conscience for teens and adults um, pamphlet that he brought to our church, and I'm reading it as we speak. But you know, when the whole pandemic started, I was listening to Patrick Madrid. He said, "Get to confession because you don't know when's the next time or when's it going to be shut down." Well, the next day, after, right after confession, I went. And it got shut down. I mean, the church is closed, no more confession. So um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I just thought, you know, it was a good thing to call and just let you know that um, we are, me and my wife, we are going to confession today with one of your fellow priests, Father Jewel. And what you guys are doing are extremely important work for us as Catholics, and we're excited to go see him. Wonderful. And I. I hope you enjoy the mission, and Father Jewel's a great, uh, great young priest, and uh, I think you'll have a great uh, confession with him. So, um, and tell him that Father Ben waved from Kentucky. 
<laughs> Thank you. Yeah, thanks for calling, Richard. Uh, let's go to Michelle. She's listening in California. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to The Inner Life today. I have a, a problem when I go to confession. Sometimes I remember a sin that I did not confess, and sometimes it's from many years ago. And I'm not sure if I confess, like, right as the priest is giving me absolution, and I'm too embarrassed to interrupt him. Should I interrupt him when such a moment occurs? What do I do? I uh, struggle with, you know, being a perfectionist and overly scrupulous, and so I don't wish to offend right. God by repeating the same sins over and over again, because I know that that's wrong, but I can't remember if I've confessed certain things or not. Okay. So um, I would say that if it occurs to you while he's giving absolution, you don't don't interrupt him. I mean, you could, um, you know, if you really felt like it was something that you really needed to say, you could go ahead and tell him after he's given the absolution, say, Father, just remember this. And he can, most likely he's going to say, be at peace. And, you know, uh, remember that the only sins that we absolutely must confess are mortal sins. Grave matter. We know it's serious matter. When we do it, we freely choose to do it. Everything else is what we call um, free matter. So any venial sins, sins that maybe they were grave, but we've confessed them, but maybe we re- choose once in a while to renew our sorrow about them, you know, especially a particular thing, you know, uh, was a, a habit. A person, sometimes a person will say, I want to renew my sorrow for, you know, um, when I used to uh, steal when I was a kid or when I used to do drugs or whatever, uh, even though they've long confessed them. Those things you can confess, but you don't have to. Um, and there's a grace in confessing them. There's a tremendous grace in confessing them. But don't get, don't be scrupulous about, I didn't say that, you know. Um, so I think the main thing would be to just talk to your confessor about this situation and, um, and then follow whatever guidance he gives you in that regard. Thanks for calling, Michelle, and uh, yeah, hopefully that helps there. Father, we're down to just the last minute and a half here, but one email that we got, somebody wrote in anonymously, said, if I've committed a crime, does the priest have to report me? Maybe you can talk just very briefly on how serious priests take that seal of the confessional. Okay, so even if the state were to tell us that we had to uh, report something, um, we priests um, are bound, first of all, by the law of God and the laws of the church, and um, we are bound to keep the sins that we have heard um, private, to keep them secret. It's a seal of confession. So we can talk about things in general, like, you know, uh, people, the human experience of sin or types of sins that people fall into. We can never talk about this person committed this sin or even this person committed a mortal sin. And uh, if a priest were to violate that, he would be excommunicated from the church and only the Pope could absolve him. This doesn't happen. Um, So 
uh, we will not be reported, uh, and the priests would rather go to prison or rather die than violate um, the, 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 this obligation of the seal of confession. So whatever it is if you, you know, that you've done, take it to confession. It's the safest place to unburden your soul. And you know that you're, it will be kept secret and kept safe there. Father Ben it's Cameron. All about God's mercy. Father Ben, we are down to about the last 20 seconds here. Can I ask you to offer a blessing for our listeners today as we wrap up? Absolutely. May Almighty God bless each and every one of you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Ben Cameron, pastor out in the Archdiocese of Louisville, Kentucky, at St. Helens Catholic Church, Our Lady of the Caves Catholic Church. And uh, what a great conversation on confession. If you missed any part of it, go back. You can listen to it on the podcast at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. And we hope you join us tomorrow. We're going to be talking about encountering Christ in the Eucharist with Father Boniface Hicks. Stay tuned. Father Rocky is next celebrating Mass here on Relevant Radio.